Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me on the Battle Tested Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Thomas. So I'd like to dive into the concept of fear. So this allows me an opportunity to get out of my comfort zone and be completely transparent and vulnerable with the audience and even with myself. There's this idea that we encapsulate this concept of fear within our subconscious. And it plays as this bigger part of an illusion that gets created. But I feel the bigger question to ask is why are we holding on to these fears and whether or not we have the ability to release these fears before the situation of the fear actually arises and transpires in our life. Fear is a very funny thing, and it's different for everybody on how we choose to react to these fearful thoughts that are going on in the mind. And as much as we want it to go away, to some degree, it actually reveals some underlining beliefs. Are we tethered to something? that we don't actually want, but yet there's this inner desire to approach that conflict or to deal with it. And I feel, at least for me, this comes from trauma, right? A a background of trauma, whether it be from childhood or some traumatic events that transpired in your life. And I have a handful of them, which I've been addressing in different manners that I haven't approached before. I've talked about therapy and seeing value in the therapeutic process as I go through the therapeutic process myself. These things that I've somehow tethered myself to over the years, I no longer want them to serve me. I have the desire to break free from these holds. So in a lot of ways, I'm holding myself back. So one of the things that has really rattled my cage lately has been dreams. I see this brought up so many times in the recovery circle where People struggle with sleep or they struggle with the nightmares and they they have these ongoing threats and they feel like this is almost unbearable to where turning back to that substance of challenge is a better outlet than to deal with these ongoing negative thoughts and these illusions of fears that play out through the subconscious in our minds while we're trying to rest, while we're trying to recover. So some of my fears have crept up later in life after being exposed to a certain set of circumstances that I had to live with. And most specifically, that was the incarceration for me. These dreams that really rattle my cage and send me into emotional turmoil when I wake up and I'm just flooded with these emotions. For me, they have to deal with incarceration. They have to deal with losing my kids. I'm, I'm trying to find something and I can't break free and there's no level of freedom or I'm being beaten brutally in a cage and there's nothing that I can do to really defend myself except for just take the beating. You know, and I wake up so distraught and so frustrated that it's hard to get back to sleep and it leaves a sour intention for the day. It it makes it awfully difficult for me to get up and to be productive and to go about the course of things because it seems like I don't address them appropriately. I just repress it again, just like all these traumas that I dealt with growing up. But this is one area that really plagues me and I wanted to dive deeper into this 
and share this with the audience so that this content is truly relatable because I know that everybody has their own struggles that they're going through and they have their own journey that they're on and their pathway to recovery is going to be very different than the next person. And we're not to compare our story to someone else's. It's just a precursor to disappointment. And none of that plays benefit to overcoming some of these struggles that I'm talking about today. So when we're facing these, I've tried to get better at developing some techniques. So let's talk about taking some time out. It's impossible to think clearly when you're flooded with fear and anxiety and you've got all these emotions bouncing around in your noggin to the point where you feel like it's consuming you. So for me, I have to physically calm down and that requires some breath work. So I got to bring my attention to my breath and I just start taking some deep breaths, inhaling through my nose, exhaling through my mouth. And I'll do this for a sequence until I just start focusing on my breath and I'm slowly allowing these thoughts of fear, the anxiety and the, the pressure of what's going on in the mind to dissipate. The more I bring relevance to being present to what's happening in the body, the quicker I can overcome that. So breathing through the panic is a huge savior for me. So I want to tell the audience about this one time that so I was at Fort Lyons Correctional Facility and I was lifting weights and it seemed like a survival mechanism for those who were incarcerated. It really seemed to separate the sheep from the shepherd, in my opinion. So, you know, if only the strongest survive, I wanted to be one of the strongest. And this was very different. It wasn't real political at the first facility that I was at. So I was allowed to break off and do something a little bit different. Maybe I was drawn to this because I grew up watching Kung Fu flicks and reading comic books. I don't know. So I stuck with it. And at the time, I had really focused on bettering myself mentally. So I was doing a lot of journaling. I was doing a lot of meditation. I was reading a lot of uh, Taoism books and Buddhism books. And I really projected myself in this area. So that was probably part of the puzzle fitting really well for me at the time as well. You know, having a different outlook, being more open to what my perspective was with beliefs. So anyways, long story short, out on the weight pile, we're hitting heavy squats and we're just going round for round, getting heavier and heavier, just stacking weight on the bar. You know, and it's ass to grass type of squats. So we're squatting as deep as we possibly can, coming up with the bar and we're doing reps for about six or eight and we're just kicking these out. And this was the second time we did legs. My legs were already hammered to where I couldn't walk. Anyways, I get done with my set. I'm sitting there and I'm trying to prepare myself for the next set because we still had one or two sets to come up. And all of a sudden, my vision completely blurs in to where everything goes white and I literally go blind. And I can't figure this out. And I'm starting to panic in my mind. And I go to my breath work immediately. I'm like, okay, calm down. Like, don't look weak. You know, don't fall apart right here. But I did seriously feel like there was a medical underlining issue that needed to be addressed. As I'm going through this process in my mind and I'm like, calm down, just breathe. And I start breathing. And then when the breathing doesn't work and it's not alleviating any of the symptoms and I still have no vision at all, I start to panic because I'm not sure what's going on in my body. The guy I was training with was an absolute animal. And he turns and looks at me and he's like, he's like, you're looking a little green over there. You know, I had to be honest. I said, I said, no, honestly, like I can't see anything. Like I, I'm literally blind right now and I don't know what to do. He's like, don't panic. And he broke it down and he was able to talk me through it. And he's like, you, you need to start moving your legs. So I start moving my legs 
and walking in this disoriented march, so to say. I'm just listening to him, trying to get the wits about myself. He's like, what's going on is, is the lactic acid is built up so heavy and your big muscle groups in your body, especially your legs, and it's drawn all the blood from your brain. We need to get blood back into your brain. So we need to move that lactic acid around in your muscles. I started to move around and it wasn't for literally like two minutes that that I started to kind of get this pixelization, this this fuzziness back into my vision. And once I started to see again, like the panic started to dissipate. So to have that guidance and have that facilitated was an immense benefit to me during that time with that situation. Breathing through the panic, you know, especially when you have faster heartbeats and you're trying your best to fight it. It's a struggle. It's a struggle to calm down, to to get some wits about yourself, right? So stay where you are and feel the panic without trying to distract yourself. So another technique you can do is just place the palm of your hand over your stomach and breathe in slowly and deeply. And that way, physically, you're noticing that your breath is going in and that it's going out and you're starting to recognize that you're actually breathing because more often than not you might not be breathing at all you might be holding your breath you might be starting to panic even more because the fear setting in that's a small technique if you're going through a panic attack or you have this fear and anxiety setting in real deeply try that next time you're facing that type of fear and see if that's of any help so when we're talking about fears sooner or later we have to face them right avoiding our fears only makes things scarier and it develops this bigger and bigger monster inside our minds so whatever you fear if you face it it should start to fade so if you panic one day getting back into that event sooner than later instead of letting that fear build up is going to resolve that issue and it's going to slowly fade away you've seen the worst side of it creep in if that's the worst that you've ever felt it's not going to build up from there facing that will actually dissipate knowing that you're stronger than the fears that are coming in and that you're facing you know imagine the worst so trying to imagine the worst thing that could possibly happen perhaps this is panicking and having a heart attack and having personnel take care of you, you know, having to revive you, whatever that looks like for your mind, this can almost create a panic for the fear. You're actually aggressively fighting back against the fear. And more than likely, you could chase it away, could chase it away because it's like, ah, no, I don't want any of that. The fear goes away. That's the best case scenario, right? And then we got to look at the evidence. We got to look at the facts here. It sometimes helps to challenge the fearful thoughts of being able to evaluate it and not let the fear take over with the illusion. Life is full of stresses, yet many of us feel that our lives must be perfect. And I've talked about this on previous episodes. Progress over perfection. I do not believe in this idea of perfection. I think it is an absolute destroyer of anybody who is trying to better themselves in any way, shape, or form. So you got to understand that bad days and setbacks will always happen. You've got to remember that life is messy. It is ugly out there, especially in the trenches. And that's what I like to bring up when I talk about being battle tested. Have you been battle tested? Have you been stuck in the trenches? Have you dealt with that messy stuff of life? And you probably have. Let's visualize a happy place. Do you have a happy place? Do you got a go-to calming sanctuary that you can imagine by closing your eyes and finding some peace? More often than not, you have something that you can go to. But do you ever think about this? That's also a productive technique that you can utilize, but you have to know what that is. Maybe that's something you write down in a journal. Where do I recognize 
me being the most happiest at whatever point in life that was. You know, describe your surroundings. How do you feel? How does it smell? What are the sensations going on in that thought process? To where you make it as detailed and descriptive as possible. So another great technique is to talk about it. That's part of why I'm doing this episode here is because I need to talk about the fear so that the daunting factors just start to dissipate and go away. Whether it's a family member, whether it's an audience, whatever your sounding board is, your confidant, share those fears with others. Don't be ashamed about expressing the things that are bothering you because because somebody may have the perfect solution for you. They may have a better technique than some of the ones that I'm going through here today. Don't box yourself in a corner where there's fear all around you and you can't do anything about it. Think about that one as an option because I am utilizing that option right now, telling you about these fears that I hold on to in my mind that trigger my PTSD and what I struggle with, with the nightmares while I'm trying to rest and the things that are riddling my subconscious in a negative way. Let's go back to the basic. Lots of people turned alcohol and drugs to deal with anxiety and fear as a way to cope with what is going on and how, how they are feeling. It's an escape for them, right? And I know that's been true for me at different points of my life as well. So simple everyday things that we don't think about can be very productive to cure these causes of anxiety and these fears that build up. So a wholesome meal, you know, eating with good nutrition, getting out and moving appropriately. So maybe it's just taking a walk. I've heard of mobility techniques in the realm of recovery where individuals will get triggered and they will just walk and just keep on walking and literally walk for five, 10 miles at any given point in time. And that helps them and calms them down and allows them to tire themselves out physically to where they can get some rest appropriately. Whatever technique works for you, you kind of got to be a mad scientist and create these hypotheses and figure out what works for you. You're going to be your own best coach at the end of the day. Somebody can help facilitate a technique or give you some guidance or direction in one way or the other, but it comes down to you and what you're willing to do about it. So for me today, what I'm willing to do about it is to share my fearful thoughts with you. You know, all these things are building up in life. You have to take an opportunity to reel back and reward yourself. So give yourself some praise. Be proud of where you are and the struggles that you've overcome over time. So reinforce the idea of success. Be your best cheerleader. Maybe that's treating yourself to a spa day, spending the time to take care of yourself. So self-care is so important. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, we certainly can't take care of anybody else out there as much as we love them and as much as we want to. So that's all I got today for my topic of fear. But I wanted to share some of these underlying emotions that had been bothering me as of late. As always, I'd love to hear your comments. Thank you for joining me on this show. And until next time, be kind to one another. You